Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Mike, I'm just going to open it up to you. Thoughts on Mika Salamaki for Ben Harper? <laughs> but, I, <laughs> a little uh, later? Yeah. Want to do that later? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Okay, let's, let's save that it. Later. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, let's just start with your takeaway, because if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know that the Maple Leafs probably suffered their most humiliating loss uh, of the season, for sure. Maybe of the past, maybe of this current era. That was the that was the most embarrassing loss in NHL history. And why? It's because their own practice goaltender handed it to them. He works for them. He works for them. So he doesn't even just clean the ice for the Maple Leafs. He cleans the ice for their minor league affiliate. For the Marlies. <laughs> he cleans the ice for the Marlies. And they lost to him. They lost to him. He's the guy that they just hit in the pads to make feel good. We saw, like, I, were you at, you weren't at the outdoor practice, were you? I was not. Okay, I was at the outdoor practice with Yahoo Sports Canada. It was, it was my first day, funnily enough. Okay. And I saw him get scored on multiple times by the Leafs in their three-on-three tournament. Essentially, they could score on him whenever they wanted, right? Except in a game that matters. I, like, I don't have words for this. Okay, I'm going to allow you to reset because we do takeaways to start every show. We've got into it a little bit, but I want you to fully and clearly give, you, give the viewers, I guess, or the listeners, your thoughts. So go ahead, your takeaway. What the fuck was that? Whoa! That's my takeaway. Not sure we can do that. Yes, we can. Okay. I, I cleared it with Ashley. Okay. <laughs> we get one. We're PG-13. We get one. I don't understand. Like, this is the this is the most embarrassing loss of the season. This is the most embarrassing loss of, of a generation. And this is a team that has gone through 4-1. It was 4-1. This mm-hmm. is a team that lost 9-2 to Nashville on home ice. This is, this is a team that has lost in Game 7 after Game 7 after Game 7. This is... I cannot fathom how this team did this this was the Carolina Hurricanes are a team they are fighting with in the playoffs to get like they're they're fighting with to get into the playoffs with and Carolina I, I just learned after the game too that Carolina had played the night before they're coming in on the second half of a back-to-back and for through some sheer chance both of their goalies get hurt both of their goalies leave and a little a little sort of lesser lesser little factoid in here is that one of their best defensemen left too Brett Pesci so it's not even the fact that they are just shooting on a guy who literally is a 42-year-old who had a kidney transplant, who is who gets paid to clean the ice at their minor league affiliates arena. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. They... They were playing against a team that was on the second half of back-to-back on the road with playoff implications after, like, less than a week after a demoralizing defeat, like, after they had said, oh, we're going to come in here and be pissed off, and that's how we get, that's how we keep the the effort going and all that kind of stuff. And they were playing a 42-year-old guy who was, he's a glorified ice janitor, and they couldn't get anything on him. It wasn't even the fact that, like, they, like, the two, he sopped, I think, two out of, uh, out of ten shots, so that's not a great save percentage. Although, it's actually approaching what Frederick Anderson put up since he came back from injury. That was a layup. Yep. Boom. There it is. I <laughs> slammed it down. Uh, this, like, but the fact is that they couldn't even get shots on him. They got 10 shots on this guy. And he came in like halfway through the second period. This is, I don't care, like, I don't care who it is. Someone who is on the lease tonight should not be on the team tomorrow. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Mitch Marner. I don't care if it's William Nylander. I don't care. This is an embarrassing defeat. I don't know how you go. I don't know where you go from there. I don't. I just don't know. Like I, how do you look at your? We've we've we talked about how they keep having these moments where they have to look at themselves in the mirror and go, oh man, this sucks. Embarrassing. Blah blah blah. We got to get our bootstraps going and, and get right back out there. This is like this transcends hockey analysis. This transcends us breaking down a game. This transcends embarrassment. This is a game that like you should not be you like if you're a Toronto Maple Leafs player, you should not show your face in public until the next game. Until you should not show your face in public until you win another game. Like I don't want to see on Leafs social. I don't want to see any of these cute videos, these Leaf delete videos. I don't want to see any quirky content at all. I want to see you. I want to see these guys getting back skate until they puked. Oh wait, no, they can't because they ca- they they cancel practice tomorrow. Like this is this is a carnival, a clown car of a team. And it was like, and this was just the the icing on the cake to a tumultuous stretch. I, I'm I'm in flabbergasted. That was an excellent rant. That truly was excellent. I was like, I was kind of like just laughing when I got in here, and then the, we immediately hit record, and it was all it all came back to me. I'm uh, I'm pretty impressed. I don't even want to give my takeaway now. Just why don't you do it? Okay, I will. I mean, mine was like, why didn't David Ayers take a dive? <laughs> but then I'm thinking about it more. He couldn't have taken a dive because the Leafs got nothing of substance on him. Like he <laughs> allowed he allowed <laughs> like the only shot that he could have like allowed. Th- by him really was the one that did go through him that John Tavares it wasn't even that's so that's like we get we're getting a little bit into the what happened I mean you sort of explained it without like really digging in but okay they lost both their goaltenders Carolina did 
James Reimer and Peter Morazic. Morazic, we'll get into that later. Yeah, just, just an absolutely dumbest thing in the whole moronic <laughs> move on his part. But anyway, so they had to go with this 42-year-old who uh, just hangs out at Ford Performance Center pretty yeah. much. Like that's that's about all he does. Uh, I mean, I mean, he probably does other things, but like uh, clean for, the ice. From, from a hockey perspective, that's what he does. He is a guy who does things at Ford Performance Center. And right when he came in, it was like. It was sort of laughable. Like it was just such a weird situation. The fans were yelling at players in their own end to just shoot the puck because, like, you know, you're going to score on this guy, right? Then the first one goes in and it goes right through him, and it's hilarious because, like, okay, everything's going to go in. Then they get an actual goal that was like legit. Like I don't know, like you know, some NHL goalies would have stopped it, I guess, or played it better. Uh, but it was a real goal, and I think the Leafs just went into that third period like laughing to themselves. They had already put a check mark in the standings beside this game and, and they already added two points to their total because they just assumed they were going to roll over the Carolina Hurricanes. But then something happened. The Carolina Hurricanes put forth a professional ass performance. They were awesome in the third period. I know it's hard to see that, but they, they played that period absolutely perfect. Five men behind the puck always waiting for the Leafs to make mistakes they made two mistakes in the first four minutes and they did it and it allowed them to not only double but triple the lead that they went into and then all they had to do at that point was sit back because the Leafs were staring at utter humiliation for allowing a goalie that's on their own payroll that they just throw it there when Frederick Anderson needs a break from practice and just you know does anything that they tell him to do except I guess take a dive I, that would be like me going to Sportsnet and actively participating in the downfall of Yahoo Sports. Like it would be, it would like <laughs> this is <laughs> like what on earth is going on here? The uh, you know what the audacity of the players to speak to the media after the game. The audacity. Well, they have to. I don't care. The like the sheer audacity. Okay, for... let's go through that first then. Okay, let, I don't sure. Okay, so John, You're gonna be John the bus Tavares tonight. starts. He tries to be you know professional about oh, it. Oh yeah, he's really frustrated and disappointed I mean, and embarrassed. You yeah, know, the clear you know what the captain has to do. He was honest. Whatever. I asked if it was like a case of one team knowing what to do and the other team not knowing what to do, and they just sort of go back to like, well, the effort has to be there type of thing. Like, then I why guess, isn't it there? Okay, well, we're going to get into okay. more and more okay. what what happened, but let's just go through it. And then Austin Matthew, or then Mitch Marner comes out and he calls his performance dog shit and, and several it was. other iterations of shit. He was really, really upset. Really, he should be. Really, uh, like, took that on up- upon himself. I wish he cried. Put it on himself entirely. I don't. I know you're. I don't know. If you're, I don't know. You're not joking. I guess, but like, <laughs> no, I am. There was like, I get it. It was like close to that i guess good I, it, that's what it seemed i'm like not joking good like that if if i was part of that i would be crying and then austin matthews came out and he was like like no offense to this guy but we should have beat them and then he just didn't have an explanation for it other than the fact that they just failed in that regard and that's why he's not the captain okay you come out and you say no offense to this guy we should have there beat might, them and i don't have a, an explanation there i know the other reasons like, why he's not a captain, but like but. right there should be like this is not a captain no he was actually like he was actually honest which I appreciate it a little bit. But um, then Sheldon Keefe comes out and he admits that it's going to take some time for them to get over this loss, which is, I mean, honest, I guess, as well. Um, so so nice of them but to be really, honest. But really no reasons other than the fact that, you know, they just got outplayed, you know, pillar to post in this one. And I guess that's kind of true and correct. But I just feel like it was one team that knew what they were doing and the Leafs just thought it was something was being handed to them. And then the first bit of adversity hit them. They didn't know how to react and they didn't know how to avoid what was 
certain humiliation which happened to them tonight. The sheer, like the sheer audacity of this team to think that anything is certain for them. How many times do they have to blow leads? How many times do they have to put up embarrassing efforts for them to never think that anything will be handed to them ever again? To keep playing devil's advocate, you played some hockey, right? Yes. You played some like beer league hockey? Yeah. What happens when like there is no goalie on the other side? What happens to the game? Oh, are we are, are the Leafs playing beer league? No, but just entertain me here. You start dicking around. You start dicking around. You start like you know, we gotta get. You know, we have to beat every defenseman to score a goal because it's not really fair that there's no one on the other side, type of thing. Like that sort of thing just naturally happens, right? Yeah, but that, again, like I know that you're using. I know that. I know that didn't. I know that didn't happen because they didn't even get anything at goal. Like they didn't. They were actually trying to shoot, <laughs> but it does. It does affect the game. So is there anything to the fact that they were thrown this curveball here? And they reacted in a way that was like, this isn't a game anymore. I don't, we don't really know what we're doing. You're do, you, in, do you give me anything there? You're in the middle of a playoff race. I know. You just, you just got tarred and feathered in the public square less than a week ago. And you're going to come in there and have a beer league mentality? I don't care who's in net. I don't care. There was they they put up the Ailish Forefire had a great tweet. They put they uh, uh I think an elderly fan won a jersey. Her name was Lorraine. Put Lorraine in net. I don't care. You pump Lorraine for 15 goals in a period and you walk away with the W and it, you and it's much better to face a barrage of tweets saying you were unfair to this one employee. You ruined a good story than to suffer the most embarrassing loss arguably in NHL history. Woo. I don't care. Like, this is like, you, if you use Beer League as an example there, and that's exactly the mentality they had. And for them at this point in the season, right before the trade deadline, guys are playing for their professional lives, not just the playoffs. Like, Tyson Berry, like, I've been hearing that he expects to be dealt. And if there's any part of him that ever wants, like, that wants him to stay with the team, because apparently he says he wants to stay with the team, you know what would have got, would have been pretty good? Go out there and play well. Casper Kapanen for the first little bit seems like he's fighting for his life on this team. And then you put in, again, like a senior citizen who like who gets paid by your organization to clean your AHL affiliates ice. And you can't and on your on Hockey Night in Canada with the team in front of him who apparently played this sterling defensive game on the second half of a back to back. And you cannot even you can't even not even get shots by him. Get shots on him. You can't even get the puck on him. What this is a team that had that has four players making half the cap. Four of them. And they did nothing. Mitch Marner's performance, he said it was dog shit. It was worse than dog shit. It was the piece of white dog shit that Brennan has to lick in Step Brothers. That's what it was. You don't watch movies, so you don't get guy. that. I don't, I don't but get it's that like this is this was absolutely absurd, and I don't like I don't want to hear anything from these players. They talk about how they're embarrassed. They talk about I've heard those words. It's like it's it's getting to a Babcock level of of, of repetition here, where it was the oh good player, oh go to keep grinding, oh, oh we're embarrassed, oh we have to look in the mirror. Have you how have you not done that already? This is a game that the Leafs should be looking at. It, like they should be looking at Carolina's performance as like it, it, they should include it in their video because the Carolina Hurricanes dedicated themselves entirely to the defensive aspect of the game for almost half the game, almost yep. 30 minutes. And they finished with 47 shots. I, like, like that is just, ex that is exact an exact example of what the Leafs aren't capable of. 
they they're supposed to be it's either one or the other right if their offense is going their defense hurts if their defense is somewhat assembled their <laughs> offense seems to suffer you can't even say going they this, never have been going this is this is like the perfect example of a professional effort the fact that they were able to dominate the game for half of it take this bout of adversity sort of speed wobble a little bit and and have to figure things out but almost instantaneously they adjusted their game and they played probably the best defense that you would see maybe from a team all year in that third period it was it was amazing and they still created 47 chances at net it's pretty remarkable and it's something that the Leafs should take a should at least learn a lesson from they should look at this final score and learn a lesson from that too like it's, it's like got, it's got to be that's a problem though like that that's i think that's another thing that's an issue with this team is that it's not they're not about the details they're about you know points and we got to get the we got to get we have to get this win but how are we going to do it i mean they can only do it one game at a time the second that this team starts we to feel were, comfortable we were just talking yeah. about their best performance of the year and now they followed it up with you know like it was going very poorly but the fact that they like it just went so bad in in such a circumstantial way that it's it's just unexplainable. Like it, this, yeah, it defies explanation. It defies like it defies hyperbole. Like we could like again, this was the most embarrassing loss I would say in NHL history. And like to say this is the most embarrassing loss for the Leafs in like recent memory, like it you cannot overstate that enough. Like there's nothing else that comes even close to this. They lost to their own AHL Zamboni driver in the middle of a playoff race right before the trade deadline. After you apply context to this too, like again, they got they we they've been friggin' roasted by this entire city ever since they they put up that awful another awful embarrassing let's look in the mirror effort against Pittsburgh and they came back in their own building and they put together a great 60 minutes probably probably the only complete 60 minutes they ever have this entire season and and we go great turn the corner we were talking about this is Freddie back I think he's back this is exactly what the team needs to do this Casper Kapanen this is the Casper Kapanen you don't trade you know that kind of stuff <laughs> and then they come out and they lose to a senior citizen with a goddamn Marley's mask on in a in a number 90 sweater for the Carolina Hurricanes in front of a team that puts together the best defensive performance arguably the season who just played less than 24 hours later or ago like it's it's absurd it's absurd what also happened, and which is probably a bad thing when looking at the future, is that they completely abandoned the collective team effort tonight. Oh, it like was when just a they, bunch of dudes. When it became 6-3, it was literally, and this goes back to the beer league thing, because it's like when you when you have to hit a post or when you have to, when there's like, you know, a slouch in net or whatever, it's just like, you know, let's just have fun and like complete individual, let's just do it ourselves and, and whatever, have some fun. It was literally, the Leafs were just... They completely scrapped team play and they just tried to get one guy, take the puck, drag it into an area that could be considered dangerous and try to get a shot off. That's all they could do. And they were stymied time after time after time. They were literally frustrated into submission because they abandoned the team aspect of the game and just started playing completely as individuals. The fact, like, I know that this is very simplistic to say because... Hockey, there's a lot of nuance in hockey, but the fact that every single time the puck landed on a player's stick, in, in even close to the offensive zone, that they didn't immediately wire it with every bit of strength they had at the at the Carolina net, it boggles my mind. I have never seen a more just stupid performance. That was a stupid performance. You have 
You have a, like, I, David Ayers, great story. I love the guy. He's awesome. You have a Zamboni driver in net, and you are a team that is spending $13 million above the cap because you have so much offensive talent that you can't, that, that can, like, the financial constraints can't even hold you. you that's how much talent you have. Don't and you? you Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go. go I was just going to say, don't you think that was a little bit part of the problem that they were just trying to lug it in areas and no, shoot? No, they didn't. They were trying for the, I would say the opposite because like they, if they just played normally, they would have won that game. No, if they were trying for the perfect goal against a, against the janitor. I think they were, like I think it was they were, crazy. Honestly, they were doing that early and it wasn't working because Carolina had committed so many back and then they started doing that. Like it was, they, they just forgot how to play the game normally. And I think it was because of the situation. That's why I kept going back to the beer league thing. They forgot yeah. how to play hockey. They tried to do, oh, we're just going to light this guy up and do whatever the hell we want. And then when it wasn't going that way, we were like, oh, my God, we gotta, I just got to get a puck on net because that's the only – we have to score goals, and he's going to allow them if we can just get it on net. Neither of those things worked. They just had to play a normal third period where they you know, they could get outshot 12 to 8, but it didn't matter because Freddie Anderson's probably going to stop 10 to 11 of those shots. And David Ayers, who, you know, in Marley's gear in a number 90 jersey and – wasn't expecting to do anything but sit in the back tonight, probably only going to stop six of those if you actually got six legitimate, in-game, authentic scoring chances. It, like, But they didn't do it either way. They, I, they I, was, it was too much, you know, flash and dash to complete, like, predictability and absolutely nothing for the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, I, I just want to sh- give a shout-out to all the uncles out there because you're right. Like you're you're right. This team is mentally weak. This team is mentally fragile. Like I mean, this they the, didn't know how to handle the situation tonight. The fact that you like they had no idea. The fact that you didn't you you got so frustrated that you couldn't get anything at an emergency goaltender that you went, oh man. Well, I guess we can't do anything right. Oh man. Like that's what it, it, they de- they were defeated. They should have won that game in the second period because they got after. Like I'm shocked the refs did this. I'm shocked the refs gave a single penalty to, uh, or power play to the Leafs because usually th- they would be like, let's spare this poor soul in net. But they gave them they gave him two power plays in the second period after he went in, and I don't even think they got a shot. The power play was, it's been atrocious for a long time. That was the worst. That was the worst power play. Like in totality over the course of the game, I think I've seen at the NHL level in a long time. Like it was so bad. Think about who's on that first unit. Ten million dollar players could not even handle the puck without pressure. Like just, it was like back to stick handling drills where it was just popping off their stick and given right back to Carolina. It was actually insane how bad they were on the power play. Think about who's on that unit. You have John Tavares, William Nylander, Mitch Marner, Tyson Berry. Austin Matthews, mm-hmm. and again in net is Milhouse tied to the posts, and you couldn't even get a sh- like they not- couldn't even enter the zone. I I don't I don't know what to say. I don't know how to br- like how how to wrap my br- stupid stupid brain around what we just saw. Like that this is. I want I want every single player on the ice and in the press box. I blame you too. I don't even care. Dmitro Timishov, you're sitting there watching this. That makes you at fault too. You just stood by. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to feel every second of this. When they go home, I want them to turn on their PlayStation ever to try and get an escape and just think I don't even deserve to play PlayStation right now. Like this is this was a awful 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 performance i can't i don't have any other descriptors for it because i my brain is short-circuited 
pretty amazingly, there was actually seven really good minutes that followed errors coming in. Yeah. They scored twice. And maybe the most encouraging thing I thought going into the third period, because we there was like a there was like a jovial atmosphere there. Like it was like, oh, we're getting this win. This is so this is gonna be a hilarious story. We're gonna tell all our buddies about it because You were like, this, we're going eighty three minutes. There tonight. was there was laughter after <laughs> There was laughter in the press box after Tavares' goal went in. But the best moment out of that was Austin Matthews bursting through the defense and drawing a penalty, one of the penalties yeah. that they got. And that they didn't do anything It was with. like, that's exactly how you handle this situation. You play harder because you're going to make it so hard on them that you can break the spirit immediately if you play that hard. And once they failed on that corresponding power play, they didn't play hard for the entirety of the game. You know where this went you know where this went to shit? This one this this went it down. It was that power play. It was, but this went down when Tyson Berry got murdered in front of the entire Leafs bench and not a single player outside of their diminutive Swedish rookie defenseman de- decided to do anything about it. What is what, the, the Svechnikov? Svechnikov murdered Tyson Berry right, right. and no one decided to to tussle with him. Yeah, I mean, what do you pay Kyle Clifford to do? Yeah, why did you get? You know him? what? None, of, no, none of the Hurricanes on the ice wanted that Kyle Clifford smoke when he <laughs> ran over Mrazek either. Like, I, I don't know. I guess someone should have went after Svechnikov, but like, absolutely, it was sort of handled later with. No, Clifford, Clifford didn't even try. Lonely. You, they showed that replay on the broadcast like I'm not kidding like 15 times from every it was like the Zapruder video like it was crazy yeah. and Clifford's eyes not even for a split second went off the puck he didn't even know that Mrazek was there like for real that was that wasn't anything the fact that like Svechnikov went in and that was by the way I don't care what Elliot Friedman says that was a dirty hit by Svechnikov he knew that Barry was in a, was in a vulnerable position and he just it decided to truck him into the boards and I'm shocked that his collarbone hasn't disintegrated. I thought the Leafs' mm. deadline was done, but now I want him on waivers now. Um, the fact that no one decided to stand up for your player. Everyone says, oh, we all love Tyson Bear, rattling around him. Remember when he scored that first goal in the in the game after Babcock got fired and we were all like, yeah, Tyson, T-Dog, yeah, it's great. W- where was that passion now? Again, he got murdered in front of you. You didn't do anything. You didn't even step up into the play. Like You didn't even, you didn't even decide to be like, oh, you know what our... Uh, our toughness is our power play. Get out of here. F you. Like, how dare you say that? The uh, Mitch Marr coming out and saying, oh, you know, our, our I think it was our, our, our willpower, he said. In the, like, like, how dare you say that? How dare you talk about willpower after this game? Like, if you, I'm so sick of hearing these players talk. We shouldn't have to hear them talk. How many times they go out there, shit the bed, and then come in and talk to talk to you and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm embarrassed by that." Then just don't do it. I thought we were only allowed one swear per podcast. Yeah. Breaking the rules today. We have an explicit tag what, for a what reason. Did, what did you think of the media tour that David Ayers took after the game? I loved it. I, I thought was he li- should rub it in everyone's face. I was a little surprised that he was even doing it. He I should thought be embarrassed. He, I thought he but... was in like a really kind of weird spot like he's he's a member of this team in some ways he's paid by the organization he has to go practice with he them. gets a stanley cup ring for sure if they win yeah and he might be the reason they don't make the playoffs at the end of the year if we're i mean we can say that it's a bit about i'm a little bit of hyperbole i guess because we can say it after everything like this could be the reason why if they, they don't lose make it. by a point this will be the game pointed to for generations to come so i thought he was going to be in a bit of a tough spot but it was Dude, he was on top of the world. 
he was the happiest. He said he was going to bring the the puck to practice. Yeah. To show off. Yeah. Do I it. Couldn't, I actually couldn't believe it. I was really surprised. The the balls on that And guy. I think he should. Like, I, he should definitely savor this moment. This guy had the kidney transplant 15 years ago. I mean, he's not, he's, you know, doing, he's a grinder at Ford Performance Center. That's his role. That's his job. That's what he does. That's a tough job, This is too. a career, this is a life highlight. This is. I've walked by David Ayers, like, all, every other day for the last three years covering the Marlies. And he's a good dude. He he absolutely deserves this moment. He's there every day. Sam, these players behind these guys are employees behind the scenes. The hours they work is absurd. This guy, the, the Rico Ice is always or Coca-Cola Coliseum Ice, whatever. It's Rico to me. Or like is always pristine. He's a big reason for that. I've seen him uh, when a Zamboni melted down, how quick he reacted to get it off the ice. Like he's good at his job. He deserves to savor every moment of this. If you don't want to ha- have your face rubbed in a defeat by your AHL Zamboni driver, then don't lose a game to your AHL Zamboni driver. It's that simple. But let's say you are that AHL Zamboni driver. You have a connection to this team. You feel like a member of the team. I'm sure they treat him pretty good. Like, do you want to, like, savor it so much? Rub it in their face? You ever been friends with people? Like, if But you- this is different. Like, it's... You know, you beat someone in fantasy football or a game of cards or whatever. You rub it in their face. But when it's like a professional setting, like one of your co- co-workers, uh, I don't know, they just get like they make a huge mistake or what have you. Are you going to be rubbing it in their face? But they. Uh, this I is think the most humiliating yeah, moment yeah. of this of like this young core, their entire professional career so far. And they've been going through. Two game sevens already. When they Boston. win the Stanley Cup eventually, like the, the they will s- laugh about this one day. No, but it'll still be like like Oilers wow. fans will still hop into their de- into their mentions, be like, yeah, but you lost your Zamboni driver though. Definitely, but like, it just feels like this will be a black mark. This team on their- was so down, and one of their own was really reveling. I, I don't care. I was Do a little it. surprised. I was no, I th- I think I was surprised. I think I'm surprised too. Like I I hundred percent agree with the surprise part because yes, he's in a very weird position. Like. Again, like it's it's like you know participating in the downfall of a rival company and then walking into that or it, participating in the downfall of your own company and then walking into your rival company's building and they just shower you with, like to celebrate like the defeat. It's it's crazy. At the same time, though, this team doesn't be doesn't deserve to be spared a single punch. Like if if this makes you feel bad, good. You use that for motivation. Like it's you should be shamed for this. Abs one hundred percent. Good for David Ayers. Enjoy every single moment of this. Him think, him and his wife, who was just a delight on Twitter tonight. Think Matthews sends one high and hard near the near the e near the ear, rather. If he does trade him. <laughs> screw that. You're gonna you're gonna like if you good. Oh, if it goes high and hard by his ear, that means he can actually score on this guy. So that's good to know. That's good that's good for the scouting report moving forward. And that was like a perfect, perfect situation for the Rocket Richard race too, wasn't it? He should have got. He should have got five goals tonight. Like if they played normally, if their if their power play was even remotely, like, on tonight, just even just able to set up Matthews once per, I think maybe they had two or th- two opportunities. If if they were able to get a shot on net in each, in each sequence, like in each in each power play, if they were able to finish with one shot on net, that one shot would have gone in. They had Matthews in space at any moment of this game on him it was in. You know what this would have been a good time for? To let Mitch Marner, you know, live out his fantasy of, of being a shooter. There you go. But no. That's the problem. He's never allowed honestly, to shoot again. Honestly, I believe that is the problem. Because they just, they were like, oh, we're going to have whatever we want. And they didn't get anything. And they didn't know how to handle it. 
they should have they should have just let Mitch Marner live out his fantasy, and it would have been great. But instead, like like I, I again, my I don't have anything to say. This is insane. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Where, where do we go from here? You have a couple uh, uh, points here. There I needs mean, to be a move made. I mean, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should get deeper into that because this could be. I feel like I'm. <laughs> this might be. This might be being a little crazy here, but I think I'm. I'm a little more reactionary to this loss than you are right now. So I'd love to to hear your opinion on where they go from here, asset wise. I mean, you know where I stand. I don't think anything's gonna happen. You don't think anything's changed from this? I am more. I am more inclined to move Barry out for assets because I worry about the future of this team than I am to just like, oh, we just got, we got to move him for assets to turn him into something else. Like this, to think that Kyle Dubas, I mean, he probably has a lot of irons on the fire right now. He does. A lot of things going on. But to think that two significant trades are going to be happen, be able to happen simultaneous in the next 72 hours, I guess we got around there. It's I just feel like 48 at this I just point. feel like it's a little far-fetched. Even if he's got everything going right now, because things can change so easily. Like one win, we're seeing it now. We were so one injury. We were so excited and optimistic about the future of this team 48 hours ago, and now after just being completely and utterly fragile tonight, mm-hmm. I like none of that. That feeling is is completely lost. Yeah. So I just feel like they shouldn't do anything because they are not good enough to win. And they are not in any position to blow things up because these moves should not happen in haste. They should happen when you have time to completely digest everything and all your options are available to you in the summer months. I just don't think they should be doing anything of serious consequence. I know you disagree. I understand. You're, I want to clarify this by saying like your approach makes sense. Your approach is what I think they should do in reality. But again, in my dumb lizard brain here. Yeah. Like so, again, someone who is on the Leafs tonight should not be on the Leafs tomorrow. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Martin Marincin. I don't care if it's Dmitry Timoshov. I don't like this. Was there has to be consequences to this? You cannot let this ride. This team is being catered to. They've had their hands held every time they they kick up a, a little fuss or every time there's a glaring weakness on the roster. Their their you know Wonder Boy GM goes out and gets them a piece. They didn't like the coach, so they ate forty million dollars to get him out there because he was he was being mean. And by the way, Mitch Marner would be absolutely on the bottom of the list of hardest working players tonight if you had to rank them. Nice. And like it's absurd like this team a part of me wants to say like i've said before make this team figure it out themselves they don't deserve deadline help they don't deserve reinforcements this is their bed lie in it make the best of it figure this out i'm 100 percent with you on that but at the same time i think if you if you say that that can be construed by this stupid team as being well there's no consequences to this they already get practice off tomorrow they already like well, do they want to really see David Ayers? Make them see David Ayers. Like, yeah, I, I don't that, if they don't want to see him, that's all the more re- like I I've been on like I'm a, I'm a, I I think I I love what Sheldon Keefe is doing. I love what Kyle Dubas is doing, especially behind the scenes, and I like how they're optimizing, you know, a lot of these things and canceling practice and playing music. I don't want to hear a single note from any music at practice anymore. I want you to report back to me and tell me about that stuff. I don't want I, – I, there should be no more canceled practices. Run these guys until they are haggard and, and make I, them figure it out. And I think there was supposed to be practice tomorrow. Uh, there was. Because David, said, yeah. 
<laughs> and they canceled <laughs> he, it. Like, that's another thing. He like revealed something else in the fact that he, he said there was practice. Just, now they canceled practice. Why did they cancel practice? Well, you have David Ayers to blame for that. Just question. having, having Being a good asked. time. Like it's, I, you, I think there's maybe it's not the huge move. Although I think a huge move would be if you got a piece of this core to be like, you know what, you're going to do that. You don't get, you don't get your toys, figure this out. Like I look at Mitch Marner and this is purely reactionary. Okay. But after the summer that he put the Leafs organization through, after all the crap he pulled, how he was all hurt and everything about how he wasn't being considered one of the elite, elite players. And then he was a not just a bystander, but enabled the performance that was dunked on him. He got trotted out to center ice and the other team just embarrassed him completely. I don't like this is uh, it, the audacity to t- like I said again, the audacity to, to speak in front of a microphone after this. Again, he has to. I know he I, I know he does. But like it's just to talk about willpower. Oh, you know, I think our line had been playing really well, but just our willpower wasn't there tonight. Uh, then why? Like it's this team. I think something needs to change here. Something needs something of significance needs to change. And whether that's Tyson Berry, whether like I, if it's I was, not, it's not significant enough. You don't think Tyson Berry significant enough? No. Then I who, mean, then what would you do? I mean, I I think we're get, we're at the point where this season. Um, you know, but the thing is, like, I keep I'm because I'm so stupid. I keep thinking that this team on paper they can win, they can contend, they have the pieces, they have they're they're shifted in here. I think if you just you get a collective effort or you get that one last piece or you really just sort of optimize it, they can win. And that's what's fueling me here is I mean, that I'm not as nihilistic on their chances moving forward here. But it's like do they? It's a, it's a it's a it's a matter of if they deserve it, and they don't. In a perfect world, there is that move that turns Tyson Berry into someone that makes more sense to optimize that defense core. I just don't think that they're in a position to realistically believe that they're going to do, you know, that they're going to get to the, you know, get past the first round, the second round, whatever. I just don't think it's in the cards this year. I'm also not going to trade away someone from the big four just because of this clearly immature performance and I guess reaction to it as well. I think like, you go in the summer and we're you, really you do going some up auditing, and down. Though. I think you can do some auditing. I think you have to work the pieces around again around this core because this is the first year where reality changed. Okay, these guys are making money now, right? And they crumpled. They they crumbled, but reality changed. Kyle Dubas tried a couple things. He made some significant mistakes. Tyson Berry was a significant mistake. Now, he should have one more chance to build the support around because he did a lot of good things, too. Jason Spezza was a good thing, right? Everything, like... Ely McKay was a, was a really strong ad. The 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 list of, of home runs and strikeouts, the home runs dwarf the strikeouts every day. And Matt, look at what... I, st- I don't know what, if it dwarfs anymore. Look what two-thirds of the rest of the stupid GMs in the league are doing. Look at Dale. Know. Dale Talon just traded a, a NHL, a proven NHL player... Here's the problem. Like Dennis Malgin is a bunt single. Cool. You get on base. Losing Nazem Kadri was, you know, like a you getting Verlandered out there for nine innings. Yeah, but okay, the, we we're not gonna we're going on baseball analogies here. Yeah. Oh yeah, baseball podcast. A run on baseball analogies. I just think he ha- he's got to do it one more time. He's got to move the pieces yeah. around one more time around this four. But if we get to year five and we come back 365 days from now and it's still wow, this team is no. immature you, and it don't. doesn't have it and, and this and that, then yeah, something from from something major from the composition standpoint, roster comp, 
composition standpoint has to change, I believe. But I think you have to move the pieces around these four at least one more time. You don't get another 365 days to do this. You're making $11 million. You've been in this organization for four years. You either put up or shut up. Like this is how many more? How many more times are we going to hold the hands of these of these players? Like this, the Leafs live in. Although the media is incredibly insane in this market, and it's evidenced by me just berating the team right now. But like it's, you get your hands held throughout this whole process. Like your GM has gone out and catered to your every need. And I don't want to relitigate the the Nazem Kadri thing because it's like the Curtis McElhinney thing. At the, at the time, the most obvious course of action was that. And at the time, it seemed like a home run win to get not only Tyson Berry at half reduced cost, but also Alex Kerfoot thrown in there. That seemed like that seemed great. And if we went into another playoff series and Nazem Kadri, Kadri did the exact same thing that he's done before, then I think that's Dubis's job right there because he does, he didn't act on this. Like that made sense. It's fair. Keeping the reigning AHL goalie of the year who is 25 over a 30 whatever 35 year old who had half a season or a season and a half of good results. That was a good that was a good decision on paper. It just happened to be that that 25 year old goaltender was a freaking basket case and he sucked. Like there's the, like those yes those seem like terrible moves in 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 hindsight or in hindsight. But hindsight's 2020. You can say that about anything. Like at the time, he made these moves that seemed to fit, and they didn't work out. But any rational person, any rational GM would have made those exact same moves. But when you think of all the... Like, he signed John Tavares for crying out loud. He pried the most loyal dude on the planet away from the team that drafted him and, and got him to, to take less money than was out there. He acquired Jake Muzzin without giving up a single piece on his active roster. And both of those and both of the prospects that he sent that way are not even close to the NHL and look like they're anything of value. He got Jack Campbell for Trevor Moore my boy but still it's not like he's gonna light the world on fire and like a third round pick and he and he got the most wholesome man on the planet who happened to be the the best goalie in the organization right now and a guy named Kyle Clifford who is another great wholesome dude who's supposed to stand up like he filled all these holes and it's up to the players like how many times are we gonna let the players off the hook here you can blame the GM but the GM went out and got these amazing names on paper and the players just flat out have not paid him back for it if I was Kyle Dubas I'd be furious at this roster I would have gone in with the baseball bat like like, like Billy Bean did in Moneyball and beat the crap out of the stereo if they had any music playing over there and then be like, that's what losing sounds like. Because this is this is fully 100% on the players and coach. Full stop. I Like, Dubas has made, has made mistakes in the past. Yes, he's far from a perfect GM and there's a lot of things that I think he can improve on. But when it comes to building this roster... When it comes to accumulating pieces that he that that any rational person could look at and think this should be a winning hockey team, and then to go out and have these players just it, like blue and white disease, we thought we eradicated it, but it's probably it's it's back and it's a super strain of it. Like this is absurd. These players don't care. These players are happy to go in and cash their Instagram endorsement checks. They're happy to go out and troll the, the troll you know the explore page for influencers to get some free stuff. They're happy to go out and be recognized and post cute puppy pictures and do fun social content and have a ton of fan accounts talk about how attractive they are and how and about how you know how much fun it is to be a leaf and go out and play at Nathan Phillips Square and everyone says oh it's great it's like playing back in the old days like no this this team like they don't get any of that anymore perform on the ice or don't show up I disagree with you but I'm sort of scared to uh so I will just leave this conversation with the fact that despite all that I still believe this team is fatally flawed Wait, how so I mean look at their defense why, like, I, I don't want to relitigate all these issues but why again. are they scratching Timothy Lilligren to save him from this? I, I just, 
I just cannot look at what they're running out there on the back end and say that's why I think something that happened. Kyle Dubas has given them all the chance in the world to win. I just don't think the defense has been good enough through Mike Babcock now to Sheldon Keefe. I mean, yeah, they. I mean, Babcock had his issues. Sheldon Keefe is largely considered to be very impressive with what he's done so far. I have noticed that they've moved a little bit more back toward a Mike Babcock style in that they've really simplified their game of late or tried to, which is interesting. Uh, but I just don't think the hand that they're dealt on defense is enough because we just see it time and time again uh, that they just cannot do enough in front of their goaltending. You don't think that like Morgan Riley, Tyson Berry, I mean, Morgan Jake Riley Muzzin, would help Jake Muzzin. You got Wonderkin, Rasmus Sandin. You got like you have these pieces, and yes, and Cody Cece is by far like the biggest. I would say by far the biggest swing and miss. I have no idea what Kyle Dubas is doing. Definite mistake. That should like that. That should be the black mark on his they, resume. They have if two anything. performing defensemen right now, and, Rasmus Sandin and Jake Muzzin. And one of them is ni- ni- one of them's nineteen. Exactly. That's the problem. And the other one is a, a guy who said before the season, "Yeah, I'm going to want eight years at eight mil per." That's. Uh... I've yeah. never seen someone burn this much well, money. Maybe he, ha- he heads somewhere else and has a chance to recoup some money over the last 18 to 20 games with another team. So where, like, where do they go from here? Like, I, I want, like, I know that we've asked that question before, but you know, where, where exactly? Like, if you're, if you're the coach, what do you do? I mean, for, not, for, not what the coach has to do. <clears throat> I think the team has just tried to eke out this playoff spot and see what happens, and just takes a roll at the table. Uh, if I'm the coach, I'm practicing tomorrow because guess what? The last time you practiced and had hard conversations and a detailed video session, you had your best game of the season against Pittsburgh. So taking the day off tomorrow is a bit curious. Why? Why are they doing that? Do you have any idea why? I don't know other than the fact that David Ayers might be, you know, <laughs> he's not the continuing reason. to frustrate them tomorrow. No, it's not the reason. I really don't yeah. know what the reason is, but uh, I wouldn't have made that decision, but I'm sure... They have their reasons. Okay, when I was Ubering back from the arena, mm-hmm. you were setting something up with our producer. I was. Uh, we're actually taking some fan videos, so I'll let you sort of tee up the rest of well, this. Well, essentially what we did was we said, you know, this is a tough loss. So vent your frustration out on our on uh, the Yahoo Sports Canada Instagram account. You do, you leave a voice, uh, vo- or I guess a an, an audio DM of like a voicemail on. I didn't even on, know you could do that. I, neither did I. But technology is amazing. Okay. Look at that. Let's do it. And so it's it's uh it's it's fans, fans it's, being fans, fans being fans. I also got DM'd a video of a guy burning his Leafs jersey tonight. So that's everyone's having a normal one. Okay. Um. So this is from um, Alex Hanneman, and it's titled "Something Needs to Change." I don't even know what to say right now. I am absolutely appalled by whatever I just saw. I'm convinced that the team is just fooling us every single time they go out there and play good. I don't even know if I can say that the Leafs will make the playoffs. It's absolutely ridiculous. They cannot be consistent at all. Something needs to change. Whether it's the like it's the mentality, it's the Players, I don't care what it is. The end goal for me is I want to see this team win a cup. And if they're going to play like this, they are not going to win a cup playing like this. I mean, I think it, that sums up. I think we started with a pretty measured approach. Yeah. The, the You know, if we're comparing it to either you or me, 
That was probably more me. That was the, the spectrum yeah. of you to me. That was me. I, I mean, I you can't really argue with him. Congratulations, think, Alex. You're you're the Cuthbert <laughs> of this segment. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's not much to say. I think you know he kind of nailed it on the head. Yeah. Sometimes the Leafs are confusing us because while they have these wild swings, they're definitely something in between. But we've seen them be so much better against good opponents. Like this is, I can see why they're confusing us because on paper they should be as good as they seem on their best nights. And it just seems unfathomable that they can be this bad. Yeah. Yeah. This is from Grant Richmond. It's about David Ayers, apparently. This is an absolute joke. This is embarrassing. Worse than Game 7 against the Bruins. Every Leafs fan in Scotiabank Arena should have thrown their jersey on the ice after that. Ayers, who's an employee of MLSE, couldn't even attempt to throw the game for the Leafs to win. Because all they do is dump and chase and not even shoot the puck on him. Absolutely pathetic. Man after your own heart. Hey, this really is a spectrum. Yeah, because I thought... That was thought, another, another one of my takes. Yeah, look at that. Wow. This is, uh, this is one of the more dramatic ones. Okay. comes from Hot Sianis. So the, uh, the Stevens approach. <laughs> yes, exactly. The Stevens approach. Um, it's titled No Longer a Fan. So mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think we're seeing a, a changing of the guard when it comes to fandom here. I, I just don't have any words to describe the disappointment that I feel whenever I see the Leafs do this. The Leafs always shit themselves on the ice. I'm tired. I'm done. I'm no longer a Leaf fan after this. Like, how? How can you be a Leaf fan and watch this team do that? Man, I felt her pain. Uh... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> like, she was broken up. Were there tears there? I think if there weren't tears, they were definitely being in the process of being held back. Wow. That's... I I think that's more of the Stevens approach probably there. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I'm not on the verge uh, of tears. I'm just uh, flabbergasted a, we have to a, talk about this team. A big trade at the deadline and then a win over Tampa Bay on Tuesday. And yeah, we're going to have to review this tape and see if it's, you know, she's actually following through. Exactly. And uh, this, uh, so I've been told that this person doesn't want their name shown. Okay. So, uh, all right. I, I, this could be anything. <laughs> Why can't Leafs fans have nice things? Like we finally have, you know, these last three years have been good. We've had good players finally, you know, players with skill. But like, why is there always like a caveat? Like, you know, we have the Marlowe contract for weighing us down. We have the Zaitsev contract weighing us down. We pay an arm and a leg to get out of those. And other teams are just building. It seems like teams getting out of the dumps are doing it so flawlessly. And this team can't beat a 42-year-old Zamboni driver. I mean... To be fair, there are a lot of teams that have been spinning their wheels for a real long time. But I I understand. So the flawless, like who's flawlessly turned things around? The caveat thing there, though, like that's that hit hard. It is. Me. There is always something. There is always something. There's always been something this year. I mean, there's been an injury after injury after injury and a, a problem after problem after problem. A coach and then another coach. Every every bit of success, like even when the Leafs when the Leafs made the playoffs in 2013, they shouldn't have and everyone knew it was unsustainable. So they so even when fans were, you know, jumping for joy there, they couldn't because everyone was like their course is so unsustainable. They're getting outshot 50 to 13 every night, like whatever. Like that that was a bad team having good things for a while. Exactly. But like there always is. The Marlowe contract, for instance, yes, Zaitsev always like there's Babcock, there's always something that had to take away from the joy. So that that 
that that hit hard. That was that was real right there. So it's a shame that you didn't let us say your name because that was that was a very good one. That's it. I think four. I well, I think that there were more. We just wanted to refine it because it is one seventeen. And it's a podcast, and the actual jersey going up in flames wouldn't have you know actually wouldn't have played. It also didn't go up in flames. Like it. What happened? It just. uh, I think it couldn't light, and so it just. Which which spawned the greatest response ever. Someone so I posted that video on Twitter, being like, "Yo, someone just DM me this," and someone <laughs> replied, "Nothing can light a fire under this team." That's pretty good. <laughs> Boom, roasted. That's a good way to end it. I think. I think it is. Yes. So I mean, usually we say what's next. We all know what's next. It's the misery, trade deadline. Pain. Well, before you know, after the misery, <laughs> after the pain, a full day of you know drowning in our sorrows oh, or yeah. you're drowning in your sorrows and i'll just what you know, i'm fine i'm having a normal one tonight what are you talking about you're okay you're you came out hot but yeah i think it was a bit, a bit of a cathartic exercise oh, for you. Was, i think you feel a little better it's all therapy you know like it's this is great thank you for for being my therapist tonight justin the fragile leafs will maybe make a deal and then play the tampa bay lightning on tuesday and we'll talk about it then we sure will bye When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.